Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of The New Unfiltered. So last week, I introduced you to my best friend, Kendall Forward. And the week before that, I introduced you to, not interviewed, I did interview, but I introduced you to my co-founder, Heather Miller. And as we go through this process of becoming a portfolio factory company, which is so super, super awesome based in Austin. That means that the next days of our company is really going to grow super fast. And that's really exciting for us. And I also announced on Friday that there is a Be Fearless Summit at Central Connecticut State University, October 5th from 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to speak, if you have ideas, if you want to be a part of the pre-sale membership, go ahead and go right to BeFearlessSummit.org org. And from there, you'll get all of the information that you need to be involved with the summit. And I love seeing your guys's ideas and really excited because this summit is going to be definitely different than the other ones as there is going to be a difference in time as well as the in-person mentorship. And as those options roll out, we will continue to keep you posted. So all of you know that I relocated to Austin, Texas over a year ago now. And the funny thing about Austin is that as much growth as there is, there is such a little area of places that you can go to that are the cool, trendy places, whether that's cool, awesome coffee shops or hair salons or nail salons. Austin is very much on the forefront of all of that coming to Austin, but it's not there yet. So even when I moved here, I really struggled to find that go-to coffee shop like I had in LA or a hair salon. If you go on lifeunfilteredalexa.com, you'll see that I have put up a post of everywhere that I go in Austin and I do continue to update it. But that being said, uh, there just is a lack of awesome places here right now besides the ones that are already existing. So in the beauty and honestly, even in the food industry, like there's just so much area to bring companies here and to grow. So I live on the east side at a really cool building. And a few months ago, I saw a coffee truck there. There was one guy there and my whole area is really on the come up. If you've never been to Austin, definitely check out the east side. It's super central. It's super dope. And it's very much kind of like the Williamsburg of Austin, even though when I lived in New York, I initially lived in Brooklyn, but I was then very much a downtown Manhattan girl, not a Brooklyn girl. The East side is like that, but there was a coffee shop called Afuga and I have fallen in love with it and the owners. And so today I'm really excited because I've got Aline Erstein here. She is one of the founders. Her and her husband have started this small coffee truck now about to be a super cool coffee slash wine bar. And they had picked up their entire family and moved to the U S and started so many different cool companies. So Aline, thank you so much for being a part of this episode today. Thank you for inviting me, first of all. And I want to say that it's so out of my comfort zone to be here because English, it's not my first language, but uh, I'll do my best and <laughs> hopefully it will be great. And I'm really, really happy to, to actually, that I'm, I'm really happy that we met, first of all. <laughs> And I'm really happy to be here. I also am so happy that we met because not only is your guys' story just so inspiring, you truly have the legit best coffee that I've tried in Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really excited for this space to open. But to 
start off. And I know that running this company and even coming here, like during the pandemic, I can't even imagine the stories that you guys have, but why did you decide to start a coffee company? Okay. So first of all, um, we've been in the U S for about five years and we didn't came here and knowing that we're going to open a coffee company. Um, I'm actually, it's all started really long time ago, this story here, because um, when I, I was actually born in Ukraine. And then as a kid at five years old, my mom and I moved to Israel and my dad, uh, they were divorced and he moved to the US. So I grew up in Israel and I had a really, really amazing childhood there and really amazing life there. Um, when I met my husband, I already was in a process of getting a green card because of my dad. And basically it was a really long process that I kind of forgot about because we just were living our lives and continuing our lives. And I had a business in Israel. I'm from the fitness industry. So I had my own studio and my husband, he was in the finance world and also had a really great position there. We had two kids and a house that we built, like everything was perfect. And then we got a letter saying that um, um, we're supposed to get the green card. <laughs> so we need to move in about like six months in order to get it. And I remember that night that we were sitting and thinking, what should we do? Because we, we really had a perfect life. And both of us decided that you only, you only live once. So we're going to do that. And a month and a half after that, we already moved to the U.S., to the San Francisco area with two kids and five suitcases. So we moved to the San Francisco area. My husband found a job there as a CEO of a company in different field that what he used to do before I was training and again everything normal <laughs> but something was missing and as an entrepreneur from since I know myself basically I could uh, recognize that he really doesn't like what he's doing so I'm I have this quality, I don't know, to push people to do things that they really love to do and not to be afraid to, to do stuff. So I was totally supporting um, this decision to actually open a business together. And my husband, he's been in the coffee industry for years in Israel. Um, he owned a coffee catering for events there. And I just said, let's, let's go for, the, for it. Let's just do that. Something that you love to do too. And back then, um, I just had my third daughter. So she was a month and a half when we decided to open a Fuga Coffee. And we just did it anyway, because there is no time that is actually perfect to do things you're scared to do, right? <laughs> So well, yeah, um, we, we decided to open the company. We opened the Fuga Coffee. It started like a mobile coffee bar for events in the Bay Area. And we did a lot of events. 
And actually the story, how we just started, it's also kind of interesting because as I said, we, we decided we make the, the decision to do that. And then we, we, just, we just thought, how should we do that? We had meetings with um, catering companies and we just had the idea to open the mobile coffee bar for events here in San Francisco. Um, we met with catering company that uh, she, she told us, you know what, I have an event next month. Uh, do you want to do that? <laughs> and we said, yes. Back then we didn't have a coffee cart. We didn't have the coffee machine. We didn't, we didn't have anything, but we had the idea to do that. So we said yes. And then in a month, we arranged everything and we did that event. It was a, an event in a, in a winery and it just was perfect. The event went great. It was amazing. And starting then we started officially started the, the coffee cart in events uh, industry. So we did a lot of events in the Bay area, San Francisco area. And it was really growing. Like I could see it's going in a really, really good direction. And then COVID started. So all the events were canceled. And then we find ourselves um, five people in a townhouse in the Bay Area. Not even like we didn't even have a backyard or something like that. We just five people in one small house, no events, no income, nothing. And we again finding ourselves thinking, what should we do next? So um, we've, been, we've been really creative actually and decided to, to continue the connections that we have to companies from the events that we, that we did. And we did an basically modification to our business and started a Fugaina box, which is boxes with coffee, tea and all kinds of good stuff inside like treats like chocolate special biscotti and things like that um, that we were shipping all over the US um, to employees of companies big companies and small companies too and it's also for privates from our website but the main part of it it's um, the companies that work with us and want to send their employees or clients gift boxes so we started to do that the, during COVID and we realized that we can do that from basically any place. We, we don't need to be in the most expensive place in the US in order to do that. Um, everybody talked about Austin back then. So we decided to check what, uh, what is about the city. Um, we came to visit for three days and, and we fell in love. We really, really, really love the city. The vibes here, all the people, like it seems, it seems just like a happy city and we love it. We come from a really warm culture and I think it combines really well. Um, so we put an offer on a house and it was accepted actually in those three days that we were visiting. <laughs> So we came back to San Francisco knowing that we're moving to Austin. We'll start packing. That's the story how we moved here. <laughs> Incredibly fearless. Yeah. <laughs> That's what leads, I think, a lot of the stories here. 
the fearless part. So fearless. And it's a really cool story because anyone who starts a company and isn't from the US, I can't even imagine what you learn along the way. Like, is there one piece of advice you would give to someone else who is looking to start a company in the US but isn't from the US? Um, I think um, just not being from here, it just makes it more difficult because you need to deal with a lot of different things that connected to the other part, not just the business part, like to be in a new place with your whole family and English not being your first language again. Like, um, for example, when I had my studio, I wasn't thinking at all what I'm going to like, just was posting in the Instagram the whole day. And now I really need to think about every sentence and does it sound right or not. It's just like everything is a little bit more difficult, but I think that uh, the options are really, really like great. And I think the opportunity is here. And basically, I think anywhere you can do whatever you want to do. This is how I feel. Um, so I just, I, I just think again that, you know, being here, not by myself, it's not that I opened the company just being single and that's it. Then I would be probably <laughs> um, much more confident and less fearless, but still, even if you, even if you come here, come here already with a family, I think everything is possible. You just need to believe in what you're doing. So it doesn't really matter where you will open the business. That's how I feel about it. You're so right. And that initial fear for anyone who's starting a business is so common. I mean, I can't imagine how many times other entrepreneurs, myself included, have gone through the motions of not knowing how things are going to roll out. You never know whether or not someone's going to say yes or no to you. Since you started the coffee boxes, as well as the truck before you open the storefront, have you dealt with much rejection? I think, yeah, you know, being an owner of a business, uh, first of all, it's part of your life. It's, of course, you will hear also a lot of no, and not just yes, as you want to hear, but um, um, yes, we deal with it every day, but just part of, again, to be an owner of the business it's to know how to deal with those stuff and to know how to how to continue even if you hear no <laughs> like you know that's okay I believe in the products I believe in what we're doing I just know that eventually everything will be exactly like we want and this is where I aiming and I don't see like you know one thing that happened the result of something and that's it. I I'm I want to see the big picture of stuff and just to to be able to to see everything and not just single case that happened. I see that people react really, really well to our products and for the coffee and the coffee boxes and for everything we're doing. So you know if if I will have something that uh, like single thing that will be different. It won't, I, I don't think it will, you know, influence on what we do. For the 
merge into coffee. How mm-hmm. did that come about? Because I don't even know how you even go about starting a coffee company, but I have always thought in the back of my mind, like I would love to start a restaurant or a coffee company. And everyone always tells me that's way too complicated. Don't do that. So is it really as hard as people say it is? What should anyone know if they want to get into the food and beverage side of entrepreneurship? First of all, yes, it is. It's not easy. But again, I think to open a business in any field, it's not an easy decision. You need to be ready for for the unknown to be to be ready to deal with a lot a lot of things during the way we're now opening our first location the first brick and mortar in the ladybird area in austin and i can say that you know in my head it was already was supposed to be open but it's not so we we get into a lot of um, a lot of difficult things during the way that we didn't expect accept, expect but um um one second but i just think that um one second i cannot hear you no i can put the earphones um i think that um i think that um it's difficult mainly because it depends on a lot of things and not, not all of it depends on you. I think when things depends only on me, I can be 100% sure it will be done and that's it. But in the food industry and all the bureaucracy that's included here, it's not always depends on you. And that's, that's the difficult part of it, I think. Um, but again, I want to tell someone not to do that. I think people should follow their dream. I, I hear so many people want to open like a restaurant or a coffee shop lately that told me like, this is, this is their dream to do that. Again, if that's your dream, you should do that. I know for 100% that it's something that we enjoy doing. Like we do, we do what we do with so much love, really. It's so important to us that people will enjoy the coffee and enjoy the environments and the vibes that we create because it's really important to us. And we do everything we can in order to make it happen. The coffee is also so good. It's so good. Thank and you. and I Thank and I think so that much. of course and I think that it's just super cool that there is the coffee truck right now because you really build a sense of community and what I really find about coffee and going out to even eat and whatnot is that you always are creating and building on this type of community so how has Afuga built and will continue to build on community because when you even meet you guys as the founders and even when you me, not only you guys as the founders, but even try the coffee. It almost feels so homey. And I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes you'll go into a store or a restaurant and it just doesn't feel like home. Uh, and you guys have just done that really well. So is there like a secret sauce to that? <laughs> so as I said before, we do what we do with so much love. Really, we really enjoy it. We really enjoy to meet people and to hear the stories and to just to be there. Like we really, really love what we're doing. I think this is the secret, first of all, to, to everything. And it is really, really important to us to build the community there and to, to build a place that people will feel comfortable to be in. 
And you, I, I cannot even explain how I'm excited when I see people now coming back to the, to the pop-up every week and we already know what they're gonna order. Like, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to get to know the people and to know what they like. It's, it really makes us, makes us really happy. And I think, you know, that's the secret to everything you do. You just need to enjoy it and you need to love what you do because that's everything. Along the course of your journey as an entrepreneur, and now you work for and with your husband, which I can't even imagine what that's like. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is that like? Because a lot of people cannot get into cannot get into business with their, with their family or their husband. It's so hard. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I, I guess I'm, we are a really good example of that because it really works really, really well. Like every, every one of us has his own part in the business and it combines well. And like, I can say 90, 99% of the time it works really well. Of course we have, you know, we have our moments like everyone, but uh, most of the time we are really, really good as a team. I can say that we're really good together. We complete each other in that. And um, I also think that part of me being so fearless, it's something that I grew up to during the years, especially because I, I feel that he's got my back and, and I'm here for him and same. Just, it, it really feels like, you know, it's much easier when win that together and we won one here one for you know for the other we here to support one each other and actually we actually know what we're going through every day so it really it really helps us then that's the good the good part in that the the bad part i think like you know the it's to it's the fact that we're both in the same business and it just much more stressful uh, financially. But again, I think for me, like the most important part, it's to enjoy the road and we're really enjoying it. So it wins. <laughs> what is the best part for you about running your own company? Like what makes you the most excited? Um, first of all, since I know myself, I'm self-employed. Uh, it works really well for me. I'm that kind of person that needs it. And um, I need to run my own schedule. I need to decide what I'm doing. I need to, to bring the ideas, to move forward with the ideas. It works really, really well for me. Um, what was the question again, Alexa? <laughs> what is your favorite part of entrepreneurship? Yeah. So my favorite part um, would probably be the creativity and the flexibility. That's what I need in life. Um, it just gives me this freedom to do what I want to do, to really focus on what I want to do. Yeah. University-wise, I never even asked you that. Did you go to college? Is there a course that you take in how to make coffee or become an entrepreneur? I know there's no course necessary in becoming an entrepreneur but it's like getting into business there's all these things that you have to do that no one tells you about mm -hmm. 
So um, my bachelor degree is in um, business management and marketing. And then I have a master degree in physical science, completely different field. <laughs> um, but I think it's so not important, really. Like I feel that it just inside people doesn't matter if you have, you know, this education for that or not. Like you can take courses. You don't have to do um, a degree in that in order to do that. I, I know so many people that did it without any education and succeed in life. So for me, you know, I did it, but I, I can't say like that's, you know, that's what's lead me to where I am today. It's not, completely not. I think it's my character that, that brought me <laughs> to, to be who I am. I am much more than studying. Yeah. Well, it's also really interesting because coming from Israel, you said, right? Mm-hmm. There is, I'm assuming, not the amount of access to like resources and technology and opportunity compared to the U.S. because the U.S. quite often is on the forefront for a lot of these startups. So did your family or friends, did they have any, were they surprised when you were like, we're going to be in the U.S. and this is what we're going to be doing? Was there any fear from them? Um, first of all, my mom, <laughs> She, she was like, yeah, she, she not really supported the idea because she, you know, we, we were um, immigrating from Ukraine when I was a kid and she had completely different experience. Um, she came to a country without a language, without knowing anyone, and she needed to work a lot in order to actually survive there. Um, eventually she gave everything for me and I grew up in a, in a really like great childhood, but she really was scared that that will be the experience for us when we decided to move. Um, I think that people that really knows, know me, know it's something that, you know, like it was, (laughs) it was easy for me to do this transaction and just to move to a different country because I'm just, I love to experience things and I love just to explore the opportunities and to always search for more things and new things and to be in movement. And that was part of it. So I don't think I surprised the people that really knows me, but um, it's a big step to do and not everybody feel comfortable with doing that. I think it was super brave. Um, it was super brave from our side to do that, especially when usually people that I know that move to a different country, they move um, because they got an basically job offer from their company in Israel, for example, and then they just do a relocation and move here. But we actually decided to move just from our own decision and just as a part of adventure and it is an adventure (laughs) so yeah it's a little bit uh, different from a lot of people 
it's, it's so different. And that's why I bring back like what I said at the beginning and just how fearless you guys are and doing that with a family. When I talk to entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, there's just a serious fear at the beginning of how they're going to be able to fund this and afford it. And I think that when you have a family, it's even more difficult. So I would assume that in comparison to like, for example, when I started my company, I can make all the mistakes. Like no one is backing me. No one is going to fail if I fail. But when you have a family, there's a lot more you have to think about when you go into it. So I'm curious, how did you plan for the success of Afuga? Like what was going through your mind when we were like, at this point, we have a family, we have kids, we can't take as many risks. We just have to take more calculated risks. Was there any game plan that you had in terms of, funding the company and investments. Yeah. So first of all, we, it's, it's just our funding for the company. We don't have any other funding. And I think um, we took a lot of risk doing that, especially, like I said before, being two partners in the same business, um, two family members in the same business. Um, it's a decision that we made and Again, we are dealing with that every day. We work super hard in order to support our family. This is a family-owned business, and we actually do everything, everything. I run the social media for right now, and we, we just, we are there to do all the work that needs to be done. And so that's part of it. And Yes, it is a big risk to take, especially when you have a family. Um, but we're ready to take this risk. We had our jobs in Israel that helped us to support the beginning of our journey. And we had our savings to support this journey right now. Um, but yes, we really needed to succeed and we really wanted to succeed and we really believe in it. And that's why, again, we're doing that. Um, we have a lot to lose, but I don't see that as an option. I just trying to think just, you know, behind it and look forward and see things like I want them to, to happen. Would you say, would you say that you look at entrepreneurship and your company in a way where there is no failure, like failure isn't an option? Um, a lot of times I do feel like that, but I cannot say it's not scary. You know, failure is always an option. I just not want to think about it as an option. And if something like that happened, you learn from a failure too, you know? I just feel that we create our lives. So if something won't happen as you want it to happen, you will change it. Like we have the power to do whatever we want to do and we will just continue moving. That's it, this is how I see life. Yeah. So optimism, fearlessness, how else would you describe yourself, Aline? Even as a mom and like a friend in your personal life. Um, creative like always trying to find ways and solutions to a situation even if it's not easy Um, I think everything that I'm doing is 
from a lot, a lot of passion and love. And I want my daughters, I have three daughters, I want them to see um, our hard work and everything that we do and to grow up to be strong women that um, can do whatever they want to do. This is what I want. This is, I think, the most important part, part more than, you know, money and everything else. Um, I, wanna, I want them to see that we are happy and enjoying the, the way to success. And I want them to see us an example to, to people that are doing things they want to do and not, you know, not scared to do things they love and want to do. And they want them to, I just want them to, to be able to, to be like that in the future and to dare and to do things they really like to do. This is how I see it. And do you tell your, your kids that too? I know that they're so young, but I bet as a mom, you have so much experience and wiseness to share with them. Yeah, I'm trying to teach them. <clears throat> I have a 10 and a half years old, seven years old and three years old. And I think that 10 and a half and seven are already like understand what we're doing. They also speak about the business with their friends and teachers. And it's so funny. I even have like one of my older, oldest daughter teachers. She actually like yeah, ordered a coffee from our website because my daughter were talking about it. So we teach them creativity and we teach them to do what you love to do. And I think they're already in an age they can understand that and they can see it. They can see everything we do. Like kids understand everything. Yeah. They do. And they really take in every element of what their parents, I think, are doing. And that's why I think it's so cool because even when I met both of you, and I know your husband isn't on this right now, but anyone who's in Austin and ever wants to or is available to go to a Fuga, I think that you guys are really awesome to me because not only are you so optimistic, you're very confident and kind. And, and I find that a lot of times in business, people aren't always both. They're not always confident and kind. They're either one or the other, and there's certainly a fine line. And that's what makes an appealing product to buy as a consumer is the same that when you're on Shark Tank and a lot of the judges will say, uh, you know, they'll say we're, we want to buy into the person, not the company as much. Would you agree with that? Um, yes, it's combination. You know, of course you need a good product and a good idea, but I also, I really, a people, a people person, like it's really important to me, you know, it's, I, I from like, for myself, I really, I can say that the people that surrounding me have really good influence on me, have good energy. This is so important. And I really hope for me and Roy, my husband, that we will stay exactly how you described us right now. Um, always, like, it's really important. This is, again, this is, this business, it's our baby. We have three daughters in the business and we really invest in that. And we, we do it because we want to be here. Again, it's not something that we chose because we don't have any other choice. Any one of us could go and just work as a employee in some company, but 
it's just, you know, we chose that road and we chose to do that because the passion and because the love that we have for that, for coffee, for people. Yeah. If you could say right now where you would like to see Afuga in five or 10 years, what would you say? Where do you see this brand evolving and going? Okay, so when I close my eyes, first of all, I can see my biggest dream right now. It's to see the the coffee shop opened already and full with people that laughing and enjoying good coffee, really. I love this. (laughs) I can like already see it in my head and, and hopefully in five years we'll have more <laughs> stores of Hafuga coffee around the, this area or maybe in different parts of the U.S. We really want to grow. We always think about being bigger and how to do things to grow our, our business and what is the next step. So hopefully we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> what other cities would you want to go to? For now, we want to start with Austin and to to stay in this area we'll think about future later i can say that for now i only been living in two areas in the us austin and and san francisco area i love this area we want to stay here so we'll see um where you know where it will lead us but um for sure first stores will be in this area Love it. And I'm so excited to have you guys. And I'm just really inspired by both of you, your resilience and your persistence. And also self-funding is so important too. I like that you said that as well, because it's what stops a lot of entrepreneurs is they don't have the money, but there's always a way to find the money, right? I just think a lot of people get too scared before they even start that they don't know they don't know what to do. Uh, so just really huge congrats to you guys. And again, excited to have the store open. Where can everyone follow you on social media, get the coffee subscription boxes and whatnot? Yeah. So you can find us in Instagram, the Afuga Coffee. And we have a website called Afuga in a Box for coffee and coffee and tea boxes that can be shipped all over the U.S., um, and hopefully really, really soon you will be able to find us in the Ladybird area as our coffee shop of Fuga Coffee and visit us there. Uh, we'll be really, really happy to see everyone and to get to know more people here. Ah, well, I adore you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the new Unfiltered today and thrilled to see you. your success and you truly make me so excited every Thursday. Like I get so excited. Last week I had some hearts on my coffee. And again, like anyone who's listening to this and is building their own brand, whatever it may be, consumer-based brand, business-based brand, the importance of creating that community where someone either eats what you're, you're, you've made or hears from you and they want more and they feel at home. And I would assume and hope that like a lot of you guys follow this podcast because I give you that same feeling that they give me when they make my cup of coffee or I get this particular 
gluten-free buckwheat cake thing in the morning. And so I urge you, whatever it is that you're building to really look at those elements of building your own personal brand, being relatable, being kind and spreading that mission, because that's how you become a billion dollar company. So again, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, really super hyped about the summit, go to befearlesssummit.org to find everything out, get into one of these pre-sale memberships that we're going to be talking more about Heather and myself over the next few weeks. And if you haven't yet write a review for the new unfiltered on the podcast app, just type in the new unfiltered by Alexa Curtis, and it comes right up. And I will be back next week for a new episode of the new unfiltered.